This is a previously recorded episode. This show is broadcasting live from Detroit Sound Studios above Activate Gaming and is part of the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome to DSR Podcast 16. It is what? Groundhog Day, February 2nd. I am joined, as always, by my guest host, the infamous Justin Spiro. Guest host? No. Did I say guest? Guest host. Well, yeah. re- regular. I've, host. I've done like 17 <laughs> of the 19. Guest First host, of all, there's 16 and you've only done 14. Oh, well, sorry. Still pretty good rate. I'm sorry, not guest. Sidekick. Good start. Sidekick. Co-host. Co-host. Yeah, co-host. Let's just go with I'm, that. I'm so sorry. I, I, we have a winner. I'm, there's a lot of things going on here. I'm trying to juggle a lot of things. We've yeah. got a special guest. We actually do studio. have a guest. Yeah, we like have an actual a, guest. Yeah, an actual guest. That would be uh, Taylor Phillips. And to start the show, DTP Taylor Phillips is going to read our sponsor's advertisement. Hey, hey guys. Taylor. Hey there, Detroit sports fanatics. This portion of the DSR is sponsored by big fans of the show Cali Tickets. For the best seats to any game at the best price, call Cali Tickets toll-free at 877-225-8425. They stock tickets for all the local shows and teams as well as tickets for all events nationwide. Mention the DSR and receive 10% off your first order. Upcoming hot shows include Black Sabbath on February 19th, the Who on February 27th, ACDC on February on March 20th, and Rihanna on March 24th. Cali Tickets can also help you sell your tickets. To see, to see their huge selection of inventory, go to CaliTickets.com. That's C-A-L-I Tickets.com. I'm, what a voice from that guy. The guy yeah, could sell you. cancer, I'd buy it. Yeah. It's just unbelievable pipes on this guy. Yeah, You don't look like your voice at all, though. 
You have like a, a sort of an older guy voice, but he looks young. Yeah. But great yeah. voice. It's that, That's Taylor Phillips, who's a regular DSR poster. He's a re- recent Central Michigan University graduate. He works at News Radio WBRN 1460 in, in Big Rapids. You can also hear him on 107 and 95.1 in Big Rapids. Online streaming at BigRapidsDailyNews.com. He is also the play-by-play voice of a Big Rapids High School Cardinals. He is a DSR legend, and we welcome to the show. He'll be chiming in from time to time, doing our commercial reads. Thank you. I'm also a, a sports reporter in Cadillac on 107.9 CDY. Uh, go to 107.9CDY.com uh, for those in the Cadillac area. Um, it, it, that, that station, unfortunately, doesn't stream online. But uh, to all the all the listeners uh, in the Detroit area, I would I would suggest uh, uh, for all. For uh, for all of you to the podcast, uh, requ- right? the podcast? to request to request uh, the the stream from from the the station in Cadillac. Okay. Yeah. All right. So anyway, uh, we got a lot of talk about today, and Taylor will be chiming in uh, uh, during the program. And I got to thank Taylor. Without Taylor, I would never have gotten my dog Marlo, who he found my puppy up yes. at a farm in what near in near Cadillac and uh, Matin, Matin, and so. Uh, I can blame Taylor for all of the shoes that Marlo's eaten, all of the rugs he's chewed on, uh, the fact that he's not potty trained after f- seven months. So it's all your fault, Taylor. I'm uh, blaming yeah. you for the yeah. horrible dog that you got me, although he is – I do love him, but he's just a complete juvenile delinquent. We will start tonight's episode with Spiro going on a rant. We've got a lot of things to talk about uh, later in the show. We will discuss Spiro's interaction with Andre Drummond last Friday during the Pistons-Cavaliers game where Spiro somehow became part of the game story. And we will talk about the Calvin Johnson news. As Spiro also said, he will preview, make his Super Bowl pick. But we got to start with one of the uh, DSR's favorite targets over the last 13 years. You know him as condescending Baggins. Sometimes you know him as Frodo Album. He is from Middle Earth, the columnist from the Detroit Free Press, the author of many novellas, which uh, nobody wants to read except menopausal women. <laughs> he is Mitch Album. A long, he's got a longer bio than Taylor, by the way. Uh, Admittedly. Yeah. So one of the many things that Mitch does is he goes on a show called The Sports Reporters, even though he's not a sports reporter anymore, on Sundays on ESPN with John Saunders and Mike Lupica. This week, Album put his foot in his mouth with a comment about the settlement between the alleged rape victim of Jameis Winston and Florida State University. And we're going to play the clip of Mitch Album right now, and then I'm going to get a drink of Jack Daniels and Diet Coke, and then I'm going to let Spiro, who wrote the story on the DSR, which kind of went viral on Sunday, explain why he's so irate at the Little Dwarf columnist for the Detroit Free Press. So, Jessica, who is producing as always, can you please play the Mitch Album clip? Yes. Uh, you know... First, I'll say I'd feel a lot happier about this if the woman took that money and gave it to charity and said, that's not what this was about. I always am suspect when people end up saying, well, I'm going to take it. But that being said. That being said, I've never seen you, that being said, as angry as I think tonight 
for this podcast. And I'm now going to get my drink of Jack and Diet and let you rant about uh, our part-time columnist. Well, okay. First of all, most most people had already heard those comments, and you just heard them again if you hadn't already. Most of you have not heard the subsequent statement from Mitch Album, which I will read quickly right now. In no way was my sports reporter's comment about giving a settlement to charity meant to imply it would have made the accuser's case more believable or to tell her what to do with her money. Quite the contrary. I hope that it would take money out of the discussion to allow the important conversation about sexual assault to stand alone without talk of settlement amounts. The impact of sexual assaults are devastating, and it takes great courage to come forward and report them. No comments, including mine, should ever shift the spotlight away from that or from this terribly serious problem in our society. I hope that is where the focus will now remain. There's a lot to get at here, and I, I got to go piece by piece, and, I, and I'm going to break this down incrementally because I have about 35 different things I can say about why that statement was stupid, why it was tone deaf, why Mitch Album is a smug idiot. So let's just go piece by piece. Let's break it down by quotation. Mitch Album says, In no way, no way were my comments meant to imply the accuser would have been more believable if she donated the funds. Well, you're right about one thing, Mitch. There's no implication here. You didn't imply it. It was actually quite explicit. You said the exact term you used was suspect. You are, quote, suspect when women take the money in these cases. You didn't imply anything. I think that's pretty, pretty black and white. Those are your words. I didn't say them. That's what you said. So don't, don't turn this around on me or anyone that took umbrage with those comments. There's simply no other way to interpret that sentence. And then you say, you move on in the statement. That was clearly not written by an attorney because anyone with any sense with a legal degree would have a better sense of how to mitigate this. You go on to say, you were not trying to tell her what to do with her money. Why would you mention charity then? Why was charity even brought up? You were trying to imply that. You were basically guilting her into donating her settlement money, of which she only received about a quarter of it, the rest going to legal fees. You're imploring her to donate that money to charity. So you are telling her what to do with her money. Obviously, we know you don't have the power, no one does, to literally compel this rape accuser what to do with her money. So don't give me that, oh, I wasn't telling her anything. Yeah, you don't need to clarify that you can't literally force her to donate money to charity. But you were telling her that that's the right thing to do on national television. And what is the purpose, just legally speaking, of restitution in these cases to begin with? Sure, from Florida State's perspective, it's to bury the matter. Just move on. Bury the, bury the press and just you know, get on with your life at the university. But let's discuss damages as a legal concept. Damages are awarded in the legal system in an effort to make people whole, to do, to do the best we can as a state government to right a wrong, and sometimes punitive in nature to discourage the wrongdoer from repeating the behavior that got them in this place to begin with. How does it take, how does it make anyone whole if they have to donate the money to charity lest they be shamed by Mitch Album on national television? And I'm sure this woman probably has a shrink to pay. I'm sure she had some pretty hefty relocation fees when she had to leave Tallahassee because her name was leaked 
because a school cared more about the quarterback for a team competing for the national championship than they did about someone who was allegedly raped. And whether or not you believe this woman, the fact that her claims were not taken seriously from day one is a fact. And anyone that doesn't know that can look up the facts of this case. I don't care if you believe her or not. She was not taken seriously. And that's a fact. You say that you hoped the money would be taken out of the equation. That's what you said in your follow-up statement. You want the money out of the equation. You brought the money into it. This was you. I didn't bring it up. You would hope the money would be out of the equation. You brought it into the equation. So again, don't turn it around on us. And you say no comment should ever shift the spotlight away from sexual assault. What are you doing here, Mitch? You are shifting the blame to the viewer and the people that took umbrage with these remarks. You are blaming the viewer. You are saying we shouldn't even be talking about my comments. That's what you're saying. How dare us? How dare we take umbrage with these comments? How dare we have an issue? There's something more important we could be doing with the rape issue. That's what you're saying. Now, notice what Mitch Album's statement did not include. There's no apology. Not even a coerced, spurious, qualified apology. No semblance of an apology. Album has squarely pointed the finger at us. Now, I'm going to wrap with this. According to the Federal Bureau of Investigation, only 2% of women alleging rape do so falsely which means that there is a 98% chance any given woman alleging rape is telling the truth. What does Album say? Album says that we have to, in order to believe 49 out of 50 rightful accusers of rape, that they must forfeit any damages awarded to them to further cement their credibility. How does that make any goddamn sense, Mitch? And where is your goddamn apology for this? You're lucky you have the cachet. It's an absolute joke. We are critical of ass nine opinions here. We might think your opinion on the Lions is stupid or you're too optimistic on Matthew Stafford. This goes into a different stratosphere. This is the most appalling thing I have ever heard in my more than decade covering this media. This, this, This isn't a wrong Tigers prediction. You have crossed into a new zone, and and I find it appalling, and I find your lack of remorse for your comment appalling, and I think you are part of the problem in society, and I'm disgusted by you. Moss, what do you have to say about this? I can talk now? You can talk. (laughs) Wow. That's the first time I've ever seen Jessica have to adjust your mic. That's That's exactly what I was thinking. Oh, my God. (laughs) Can we we play the clip again real quick, Jessica? I want want to play it again because after Spiro just made that uh, nice soliloquy about the statement that album released today, I really like to play the clip again. So if you're not really familiar with what he said and you just kind of caught it just quickly before, let's play it again. Uh, you know, first I'll say I'd feel a lot happier about this if the woman took that money and gave it to charity and said that's not what this was about. I always am suspect when people end up saying, well, I'm going to take it. But that being said, where is the ambiguity in that comment? You said you'd be happier, a multimillionaire who, according to many websites, you're worth over $10 million, a man with multiple homes in multiple states, including one in Malibu, Cal- Malibu on the ocean, you would be happier if she gave the money to charity. Where is the confusion I don't – how else would anybody in the world take that? And it's not just a DSR. Deadspin. 
wrote about this. Vice Sports wrote about this. There were feminists in the sports media, a woman from a CNNSI, who went and you know was appalled by your comment. There was nothing confusing about your statement, Mitch, at all. And the, you know what was, to me, something you didn't mention in your rant that I find even on another level disgusting is Album is suggesting that this woman, woman should have donated the money to charity. This wasn't her civil litigation against Jameis Winston, which is not going to see a courtroom until 2017. This was a specific case against a public university and how they botched the investigation, how they screwed up, how they basically led to her getting justice in a real court. That was all at risk because of what Florida State did. So whatever she got, and I've read things that she only got 250 out of the 900, whatever she got after legal fees. This was not even, this isn't even saying, oh, you got money from Winston and you should donate that to charity because that's the only reason I'm going to believe that you actually got raped. What kind of town are we living in? This is the Detroit sports media. This poor girl who ended up in this situation now has been told by our lead columnist, a nationally known figure, a best-selling author multiple, multiple times, a guy who's friends with a bunch of people in Hollywood who he makes movies with. This, this is Mitch Album is one of the probably top five writers of fiction in the country. Recognizable. She, he, he basically calls her out and says, I'm not going to believe you unless you donate the money to charity. The same town where the guy who was number one in the ratings in the mornings for like three decades, Drew Lane, who went on his sports show last year when this J- Jameis Winston and the accuser story came out, and I know her name's out there. I'm sorry. I'm still old school. I just – I still wouldn't mention her name because – I know it's out there. I still wouldn't mention it on my show, and I wouldn't mention it on the website. Uh, but that's just me. He went on and called this woman, Drew Lane, a slut. And basically a gold and, digger. And, and a whore. And a whore. A slut and a whore. Made funny sound drops. Oh, man. About, about this situation. Whore, whore drops. Herman and his buddy, Mark Fellhauer. These two fucks. This is this is the number one rated morning guy for decades in Detroit and the number one columnist in this town. That's your city, people. And where is the outrage? You know, I've got to hand it to Josh Mansoor because, I'm sorry, I haven't watched the sports reporters program on ESPN since Dick Schaap died. And I would never have known about this. You would never have known about this. But Josh Mansoor, who writes for the Detroit Free Press, who theoretically is a co-worker of Mitch Album when Mitch decides to come to work and write an article. Andrew which we'll Sharp. Get, yeah, and we'll get this, to that in a second. He went on a diatribe, like a six or seven tweet rant alerting everyone to what Album said. And, you know, you were critical, and I'm going to let you speak on this topic, of Mansoor, because Mansoor we think is pretty is one of the good guys in town. Yes. Yeah. And, and um, you know, we... We've been taking the – and we're not going to get much into the Drew Sharp, I promise you, tonight. But the Drew Sharp crusade 
we've been going after free press employees, trying to get them to say something because their bosses wouldn't. We're trying to make it uncomfortable for people who work at the free press. So maybe they go to their boss and say, you've got to respond to the Drew Sharp's plagiarism scandal. It hasn't worked so far. But Mansoor had made some comment, and you bombed him about, you know, not talking about Drew Sharp. And his response was, well, I'm making like $20,000 a year. It's my first job in journalism. And, you I know, don't think he said that. Well, basically, basically he basically said he <laughs> you're, wasn't you're, making you're no, no. He was ba- He basically said, I don't make any money. Yeah. He basically said, I'm making next to nothing. I, could, I can make more money doing anything. He ba- something along those lines. Okay. He said publicly, it wasn't in a private message or anything. He said it on Twitter. And I'm, you know, how how do you expect me to go after Drew Sharp uh, when I'm the low man in the totem pole? That's a fair statement to make, right? That's what he said. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 And but he had no problem bringing this Mitch album story to light. I, I'm telling you, I don't think if Mansoor doesn't tweet it, we don't. You don't write the article. We don't post it on the website. Doesn't get picked up by Vice. Doesn't get picked up by Deadspin. Uh, it went viral because of Jay Jaffe and people with multiple thousands and thousands of followers kind of retweeted the video that I posted on YouTube. So, I, you know, I, I've got to give it to Josh Mansoor. Oh, and I made that point in the article. That was a point I made up front and that I, in particular, would have to withdraw my criticism of Josh Mansoor, not for his silence on the Drew Sharp issue because his silence is what it is. He is silent on it. I think any Freep employee not disavowing that deserves criticism, but I will withdraw the criticism where I said this guy is basically spineless and not willing to go after any Freep employee. I I think really Mitch Album, I don't think it's even disputable, is the one person ahead of Drew Sharp in that department's totem pole. I mean that – you know, it's Album and Sharp are the two top dogs and Album probably number one by a comfortable margin. So there's no question that Josh Mansour deserves to be praised. I criticized him for silence on Sharp. As you said – we won't even know about this if it weren't for him. So this is beyond really criticism. He did more than criticize. He he shined a light on this, and I think he deserves credit for that. And and you know that's why I mentioned that in the article. I mean, he really went after album. Yeah. Oh, it, there was I mean, it was not like gentle criticism. No, it, was it wasn't like detailed and nuanced. Oh, yeah, and, he could have easily said, "Hey guys, you know." Mitch says something weirder on the sports reporters. Maybe yeah. you want to watch the replay no, at ten thirty. I mean, he didn't call point, him a name, but, but it was point very by point. Yeah, I mean, it was very passion, impassioned. I would say. There's another uh, comment I want to make about album, um, which I think is relevant to his topic of asking people who are civil litigants that are awarded money by the court system to donate to charity. This is a guy who we know, based on insider reporting from the free press, who is so far behind on his quota of articles for the Detroit free press last year because the Tigers had a um, very short playoff run, which was three games. And Mitch Mitch probably calendars out how many articles he's got to write for the free press, however, whatever number that is. And he figures, okay, I'll write 16 Lions articles a year, I'll write, you know, X amount of Tigers articles, X amount of Red Wings articles. The Red Wings had a short playoff run. Tigers had a short playoff run. So come November, Mitch looked at his number of articles written for the year and his quota and realized, holy shit, I better start writing. So at that point, did Mitch Album, who was basically stealing a check from Gannett and the Detroit Free Press, did he start writing, you know, thoughtful articles 
or doing you know his old feature style approach where he had to go interview people and spend time and he was when he was actually a credible sports writer did he do any of that no what he did was the absolute bare minimum just to meet a quota writing doctor football articles now this isn't the first time that Mitch Album has drawn national attention from people like Deadspin and Vice or local like us. When he started writing those Dr. Football articles, it was so transparent to what he was doing and how embarrassing it was that many members of the national media attacked him, including Bill Barnwell, who was at Grantland at the time, very respected football voice. Like, other writers were just humiliated by what he was doing. He was stealing money. He was taking a check for not doing what the free press had hired him to do. So in a rush, he started putting together these columns, which could not have taken more than 10 minutes to write. I'm not exaggerating, people. Go read the Dr. Football. Just Google Dr. Football, Jeff Moss, DSR, and you'll get all of the articles that I wrote back then. And it's got the tweets from people like uh, Bradley. Uh, a Detroiter who writes for Rolling Stone and some other papers in Barnwell, and there were many others. Just could not believe how he was mailing in these articles. This is the man who is telling an, a potential alleged rape victim and someone who was fucked over by her school, clearly, whether you believe that she was raped or she was clearly treated horribly by the Tallahassee uh Mafia, which is run by Florida State. I mean, is there no doubt about that? The whole police, the, everything is run by the football program. Everything. Wowzers. And this is the guy who's telling her how to spend her money. This motherfucker. It, it's unbelievable how this man, who I used to respect and used to like and used to go watch his radio show with Stoney and WLLZ back in the 80s, what he's turned into. And it's not just – and I address it in the rant. It's not just the comments. It's the statement after the fact that he is begrudging us, the, the viewer or listener, us, the critic, anyone who is criticizing him. It's our fault for redirecting the discussion towards comments he made it, as if he's serving some grand purpose – Honestly, I, I think there is value in shouting down that attitude that he had. I, I, I think there is value in standing up and saying, we're not going to tolerate that anymore. That type of attitude, blaming the victim, you know, going in with this significant amount of doubt, yes, there are false accusers. I, for the same reason I would say we can't 100% believe them right away and, and you know, potentially wrongfully – in the court of public opinion, convict an innocent man. It's It goes both ways, certainly. But to say that you have to earn your credibility by donating the settlement is, to me, so asinine. And, and I, can, I can understand. I've said stupid things in my life, many stupid things, and I think everybody has. And if you're a broadcaster, you have the misfortune of having a lot of those things on the air, and you can make those mistakes. That is less of an issue, in my opinion, than the fact that he had time to pause, take 48 hours to reflect. Oh, he was – that was his first point. And double down. It was down. planned. It he, was planned. He doubled down. I, I will give somebody a long leash 
if they slip and say something or could have been possibly misinterpreted. But when you have 48 hours, you know, Coward, my good friend, always says it's not just that you robbed the bank. It's that you sat down and planned it. This guy had 48 hours to ponder what he said, to read the criticism of him, to listen to it. And he came back and doubled down and then blamed his critics. Did you read this, these comments in your rant when I was going to get the Jack and Diet from, the, uh, from this Rachel Walton, the Angel House co-founder? Nope. Uh, this is unbelievable. I guess she's you know, an advocate for sexual assault, assault victims. This is what she had to say. Uh, and it's in, that, it's in the article about the Fox 2 uh, apology, why he released it there. I have no idea. Uh, or not apology, but a statement clarifying what he said, which did nothing of the sort. Quote, in his own way, he's calling her a liar. Walton co-founder, co-founded Angel House, creating resources, help for abused and battered women. She says, album is downplaying what happened to the victim in this case. Quote, when it comes to this situation, there is no compensation that could ever replace what you went through. With me being a rape victim myself, no one ever can compensate me enough for what I went through. And then she goes on to bash him some more later in the article, and then you get Album's uh, statement. L- like we said before, we, and we can play the tape again. I'll play it again. If he was in front of me, I'd rip his face off. <laughs> I'm mean, not a feminist. I'm a woman. Right. And if someone raped me and somebody... There's been plenty of women out there that have falsely accused people of raping them, and for that, they should go to prison. One out of 50. <clears throat> Yeah, they're out there. I'm just saying. Yeah, the, but the implication in this case wasn't even against that. This was against Florida State for not right. properly right. treating treating her right and in, in, in investigating. And, and this has been. I mean, the New York Times has looked into this. This is no secret. They in Tallahassee, they put the football program way up here on a pedestal, yeah. and that's all they care about. Oh, down south, that's a yeah. huge deal. Football's everything. And football's everything in a lot of places. And again, I don't care but, if but she's innocent. This was against the school. You know, if he's innocent, the school's innocent, which right. I don't think they are. I don't think they are, but I don't even think it's relevant for the same reason with this Making a Murder series on Netflix. Did, did Stephen Avery do it or did he not do it? Yeah, I'm it really obsessed with that. It, well, it's, it's a great <laughs> show. And, and I do think he probably is innocent. But that's not even really the point of the show and it's not the discussion we should be having. It's about the procedure and the errors that went along with it. It's no different here. I, I don't care if she is rightfully accusing Florida State of wrongdoing or not. The implication that no rape victim or supposed alleged rape victim – has credibility unless they purchase it through the donation of their settlement to charity is, I mean, not only is it offensive, it's flabbergasting. Just the logic of that makes zero sense. Yeah, there's a special place in hell for him. Okay, I, and I want you, to, I'm just going to read this Where comment. He's getting I'm, I'm going to read, I'm just going to read his statement once again, and then I'm going to ask, and then after I'm done with the second paragraph, I want uh, Jessica to play the clip one more time because I just don't, I, I just have no idea what he's talking about here. This is album. In no way was my sports reporter's comment about giving a settlement to charity meant to imply it would have made the accuser's case more believable or to tell her what to do with the money. Quite the contrary. I hope that it would take money out of the discussion to allow the important conversation about sexual assaults to stand alone without talk of sexual amounts. Excuse me, settlement amounts. Uh, You know, first I'll say I'd feel a lot happier about this if the woman took that money and gave it to charity and said that's not what this was about. I always am suspect when people end up saying, well, I'm going to take it. But that being said. Nobody asked for his opinion. Sorry. (laughs) They did ask for it. But there's nothing confusing. You can't. Those are his words. 
not taken out of context. There is absolutely no other way you could take that. And for him now to come out in this statement and to say that he was specifically trying to take money out of it, the equation, he introduced What it. planet are you on, Frodo? Where are you living, Bilbo Baggins? Mars? I mean, <laughs> seriously. I, I mean, you made a comment, and this statement has nothing to do with reality at all. And what we found over the years with this gentleman is he's never wrong no matter what the facts are. He wrote a book about the Fab Five and said that Chris Weber couldn't afford a pizza on campus, even though his jersey was being sold at the campus bookstore. It turns out Chris Weber had hundreds of thousands of dollars in the bank that he was given to by Ed Martin, and that Chris Weber was driving around in a nice car, and then Mitch Album, I don't know, Dr. Doolittle, was just walking around campus in Ann Arbor at the quad, just like, I don't know. Not knowing anything that was going on. He wrote a book. He spent hours and days and weeks with Chris Webber. And the only person that pairs in Ann Arbor or was close to Chris Webber didn't know that he was living a lavish lifestyle was Frodo. That's the only person. And then when he wrote a, a, you know, an article about Jason Richardson and Mateen Cleaves being at a game at, for Michigan State game that he wasn't there and he was called on the carpet by it, it wasn't his fault. It was his editor's fault for making his deadline so tight that he had to write an article about the game before it occurred. And then he had to be dragged, kicking and screaming, to offer the weakest apology you could imagine for being a fabulist. So basically, he's like a sociopath that takes no responsibility for anything ever. You're talking about me or Mitch Album, my friend? Oh. And then, <laughs> uh, Mitch Album. And then he was accused, once again, accusations of plagiarism by Brian Hedger of NHL.com a few years ago, taken to Gene Myers at the, at the Free Press Sports uh, desk. Sports editor there. No apology. And now this, his own words, his own words, and he can't even just step up and say, I'm sorry, I didn't mean what I said, it was wrong. No. He blames us. He blames us for taking it the wrong way. I I don't even know what to say. That's just just wrong of him to say. I I, I mean, uh, Mitch Album. The the guy who makes millions of dollars over there at, at the Detroit Free Press uh, uh, do, doesn't doesn't apologize, but blames uh, the people for uh, for for uh, we're the ones we're the ones yeah. yep. well, we're, we're you, the ones you who look are at wrong. look at the two yeah, top dogs look at the two top dogs at the Detroit Free Press equally morally dubious I would argue one gets caught stealing. One gets caught implying that you're lying about rape if you don't donate the settlement. And the combined apologies on that tag team, zero. One blamed us for being mad about it, album. The other, Drew Sharp, who stole from somebody, stole. Plagiarized. Right. Laughed about it. And and whenever it gets brought up to him, guffaws. Like like some freak on drugs. It's a big joke to Drew Sharp. These are the top two guys at the Free Press, and I would argue Moss may dispute this, the top two guys in terms of cachet in the entire city. There's no question. The other right. day when they – there's mean, no question. The other day when ESPN wanted someone to discuss the Calvin Johnson potential retirement, which we'll get to after after 6 o'clock, 
ESPN went to Drew Sharp. Dan Patrick went to Drew Sharp. Look at the top this, two these guys are, in this look town. At this. Look at this. It's 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 it's, it's disgusting. They're, they're keeping, and, and, they're that, keeping and that's why business. raise up people, raise up Dave Burkett. Do what you're barking up the wrong and tree. do what Josh Mansoor did. <laughs> Call this bullshit out for what it is. And I'm going to say one more thing, and then we're going to go to a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, Spiro and Andre Drummond's. Uh, yeah. Their, their Friday evening, which Jessica hasn't heard about yet. We're so friends. I'm sure, I'm sure she'll be wildly entertained by this. <laughs> I'm very easily amused, yeah. so I'm yeah. sure. I mean, I mean who, is the, who is the manager of the Detroit Free Press anyway? The publisher is Joyce Genero. Joyce Genero. The uh, editor is Robert Hushka. The sports editor is Kevin Bull. And you can go bark up that tree all day, all day long, Taylor, and you're going to get nothing because they won't respond to us. You are an idiot. The last thing I will say about uh, this topic is – the Sports Reporters is a show that has had that little piece of shit Mike Lupica on it for years, a, a reprehensible human being, and they once employed Bill Conlon, who I believe was charged with, who was accused of pedophilia of his own family. Oh, that's nice. Oh. And Mitch Album might be the worst person that's ever been on that show. Oh, <laughs> that's all God. I will say. <laughs> we will go to a break and we will come back with Le Affaire des Drummonds. And Justin Spiro. Thanks for tuning in. Can't wait. For the Detroit Sports Rag podcast on Tuesday, February 2nd. This is a previously recorded episode. Back on the DSR podcast, Justin Spiro, the co-host of this program. I'm sorry. That's what I meant to say before. Don't want to get on this guy's bad side, as you're going to find out in the next (laughs) few minutes. Oh, please. or, Or you'll be just over in the corner just mocking me with gyrations taylor phillips uh also the is here it also my the host of my own podcast created my own created podcast the detroit sports truth on spreaker it is also a contributor to the dsr with ed smith yep Ed Smith. Another yep. DSR contributor yes as well. another yes. dsr contributor yep we are both DR, dsr contributors and jessica who is uh Livid, our first story tonight, and who, what did you say during the break? Oh, I said if Mitch Album was in this room, I'd smash his face through the window. And then what was the other thing you said? Uh, that he is a piece of shit. No, what you, what you were going to do with your copy of Tuesdays with Maury? Oh, yeah, I'm going to burn it. <laughs> I yeah. said he's a super That was a villain. great book, but bad I'm burning it. Oh, it's funny. My my no, wife, my wife commented. I'm naturally an asshole. You guys just helped to bring it out a little more. <laughs> my my wife commented. She goes, you know, this is my favorite DSR article you've ever written. I'm like, oh, so it was between this and the time I called Scott Anderson a fat bastard. Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah, right. I, I think I was. She pre- actually reads them. Yes. She actually reads everything. I write. She uh-huh. was actually predisposed to to liking this one. I think it, and really just the Facebook feedback. Women were really pissed off, and and you know, Jessica commented yeah. during the break. You said you're a feminist, and no, not I'm not a feminist. A feminist. Oh, you said you're not a feminist, but... But I'm this angry, and if I'm this angry, I can only but, imagine how angry they're going to so be. So you're not a feminist, but as a woman, it, it yeah. particularly tweaked you. And I and I can't speak from a female I perspective, I have to donate money but. if I got, you know, potentially just, raped. But it's really just donate, a human ugh. issue. It's not even a woman issue. I can see why a woman would be yeah. particularly pissed, but just well, as a human being... men don't being, usually get raped. Well... Not on a normal Friday, maybe, but I, you know, but it happens. We just don't yeah, from time to time. Yeah, but anyway, let's move on to this. Well, one other comment thing. we didn't make is yeah, that it was kind of ridiculous about the album thing, and then we'll go on to the drum and stuff. Is that uh, what was I going to say? Wait for it. Oh God, I knew that was going to happen. You interrupted me, so you no, could make it was a something that you didn't remember. No, there was a really good point to be made. Oh, I know what it was. 
that you made in the article that we kind of jointly made in the article was that when does anyone ever complain about any other type of financial settlement in, in litigation if it's not sexual? I, I only because it's something that's always you know it's date rape. It's he said she said right. Yeah. So album saying the arbiter of uh, you know in his mind whether or not it's legitimate that rape occurred is if you donate the money to charity. There's plenty of litigation. You go down to the Oakland County Courthouse, look at the dockets. There's plenty of civil litigation every day. Just it, why is, I've never heard anyone say, "Well, I don't believe that there was uh, theft of intellectual property." If the the uh, winning plaintiff doesn't donate the money to charity. Well, you know, it's funny. Mitch Album would actually have Dave Harden's back because he donated his intellectual restitution to charity. So right. I, guess, I guess in Album's eyes, uh, Dave Harden's is A-OK. Yeah, well, Harden's obviously – yeah, that's a good point. Harden's was obviously an aggrieved party because he donated his right. proceeds. Right, that that's the smoking that gun. Pro- yeah, Dave Harden's. <laughs> he, do- he donated to charity. That's yeah. the smoking so gun. David Harden's is the only person in the history of the world, world who uh, – it was right because it was he legitimately, it was legitimately wronged. Like people, yeah. I, I, why isn't Mitch Album on the streets like saying, "Well, I don't believe you got into a car accident." Yep. If you don't get, I don't believe your back pain is real. Is basically what he's saying, and it, it's to use you know only use that level in a sexual assault, date rape, he said, she said case is just disgusting. And hopefully, his second apology, if it ever comes, will clarify the situation. Someone who is not apologizing is Justin Spiro. Uh, last Friday night, and we wrote about it on the website, and this also kind of went national. Spiro attended <laughs> the Pistons Cavaliers game uh, uh, at the Palace, and I guess when I'm, uh, I'm hoping you bought the tickets from Cali Tickets, C A L I. Uh, they were already purchased. Oh, okay. Before we yeah, got them as a sponsor, before we All right. brought them on, Spiro bought tickets to the game. Not just any tickets. These tickets were right on the floor, on the baseline, and basically right underneath the backboard. Um, the Pistons were shooting at in the first half, right? First half? Yep. 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 Sitting two seats away from Spiro in these very expensive uh, tickets was one Bob Ritchie, Kid Rock. I think... You were just a few feet away from where Bob, uh, Bill Davidson, the former owner of the teams, yep. like four seats away yeah, from his. Those old, were yeah. that's how good these tickets were that Spiro bought. I'm not even going to ask that, you how much that, they cost. That DSR salary of yeah, exactly many great opportunities. Right, <laughs> these tickets were so good that they were right like next to where Bill Davidson sat for you know until he passed away as the owner of the team. So that's how good they were. And Spiro attended. Like Bill Simmons talking about this. yeah exactly. Well, I'm trying to set up. I'm trying to paint a picture. Okay, because you got to know where you were. Because everyone just I – mean, people already think I'm a douchebag. This isn't helping. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm not trying to help that either. So you go to the game and we've been fed up with Andre Drummond for a couple of years with the free throw shooting. Not just that he's awful but how tin-eared he is I guess would be the, the wording about his failures from the charity stripe. It's been well known and kind of a running bit on the DSR where we've kind of encouraged people to tweet at Drummond and say – um, make fun of his free throw shooting. Not just make fun of his free throw shooting. Not even do that. Just suggest that maybe he try underhanded. And the game is, you know, you, when you know Drummond's online because he just tweeted recently, tweet out maybe you should try underhanded free throws and see how long it takes for him to how about block you. 
like it's the worst thing in the world you could say to Drummond is maybe you should try to improve your 34% free throw shooting by trying underhanded because obviously after how many years in the league and, you know, going through college for one year. He's going in the school, wrong direction. He's going in the wrong direction. It's getting worse. And you made this point to me about uh, about a year ago, um, almost exactly a year ago, about Drummond being extremely sensitive on Twitter to anyone even casually mention, mentioning tweaking his free throw form. So I, I decided to make a point. I pulled up the tweet from March 4th of last year to be as nice as possible, to see just as as polite as humanly possible and see if I would still get blocked for mentioning it. This was the tweet to Andre Drummond by me just uh, just under a year ago. Hello, friend. Have you considered maybe attempting free throws underhanded? It might do wonders. Have a nice day. That got me blocked within 30 <laughs> seconds, literally. I mean, I, I told you. I clicked on the name. He must have been, like, looking at Twitter when I tweeted. I was blocked in less than a minute. I mean, no exaggeration. So he, he is extremely That's sensitive. quicker than Taylor Phillips liking one of your tweets when he, when he enjoys well, it. you know, and just telling, yeah. telling <laughs> the story, uh, you know, you already placed me in so the you're, arena. So now so, tell I mean, the story. Well, yeah. you know, and it got to the point where Shuling was going to have me on, and I was, like, talking with Scott Anderson, fake Scott Anderson, who was there with me, uh, a good friend of the DSR. I have to start writing some of this stuff down because the interactions were so numerous throughout the game. But um, basically what happened was Drummond is practicing his free throws during warm-ups, shooting in, um, you know, maybe 10, 15 in a row, mostly misses, but a little higher than 35% in warm-ups. And I stood up, again, pregame, and just sort of did a, a whooshing, like, underhanded free throw motion. And it caught his eye immediately, and he just kind of stared me down. And at first ignored it for about three seconds. I kept doing it. And then he just starts shaking his head and tells me to shut up. He goes, shut up. Again, uh, Scott Anderson, in front of the DSR, witnessed all of this. I let it go for a while. First time he gets fouled, uh, I think sometime toward the end of the first quarter. He goes up there. I do the same motion again. He misses the first. I say, try the next one underhanded. You know, yell it right at him. And you got to keep in mind, I'm like 10, 12 feet away from him. Well, you can imagine this, that those seats. Everyone's right, seen I, those I'm, seats. I'm basically talking to the guy. And he, you're, uh, you're closer than to him than Stan Van Gundy is at that point. Yes, literally in terms of feet, there's no question. I'm right there, I'm right, and plus I'm right in front of him. It's not just like the sound. Like he, he can't not look at me at least peripherally, even when he's shooting. So uh, you know what's funny? What you distracted Andre Drummond more than? Did you see what Michael Phelps pulled at? In a game, what was it, Arizona or Arizona? Is that State? the like the pooping out of the? No, like the, he was like he he went to the game. Michael Phelps, the, the oh yeah, I the, saw the, the gold that, medal, yeah. the, the most accomplished, the most yeah. accomplished uh, Olympian in the history of our country. He went to a game. I think it was Arizona or Arizona State. And by, when the other team who he wasn't rooting for, he stood behind that the the the, the um, backboard in a speedo and nothing else to distract. <laughs> and I think that worked. Less than what you did to Andre. Drummond. I mean, I'm a straight man, and that would be distracting to me. I mean, he's quite a specimen, but uh, <laughs> he is. So, but it, it gets it sort of escalates at this point. And so I, he misses the first one. I say, try the next one underhanded, and that's when he dropped the bomb. Quote: Say it again, and I'll knock you out. So at this point, all I've done is two separate times stood up, made an underhanded free throw motion, and said, "Try underhand." That's all I've said, literally. Nothing else. Didn't call his mom a name or him a name or say you suck. Well, as I, in a, in Try the ju- underhanded. The, the juxtaposition I did, I said, if he was so offended by you saying shoot underhanded that he was going to beat you up, another man on that court has to deal wow. with chance all the time 
about Delonte West fucking his mom, which occurred. Yeah. Former teammate of LeBron James, Delonte West, had sexual intercourse with LeBron James' mom when he was a teammate. And he and LeBron goes on the road, and to this day, this happened years ago, probably seven, he eight, was, ten was, years, whatever. He was hearing it Friday night? He was hearing it Friday night. Yep. LeBron, Delonte West, fucked your mom. And what does LeBron do? He goes out, gets a triple-double, wins MVP awards, is the best player in the and world, I'm gonna, and he doesn't threaten physical violence on anyone. I'm going to get to that the, the bigger picture with Andre Drummond after this is done. I, I'll just get to it in a minute. But basically, Drummond makes the second free throw in that exchange after threatening to knock me out, and then goes uh, down the floor, screams at me something. I inaudible. I couldn't make out what it was. I don't think he was asking me, you know, hey, where did you get that shirt? I like it. Jacket, piston um, jacket. Well, there was a shirt yeah. under the jacket. Yeah. But, uh, so anyway, yeah, I'm wearing a piston jacket while this is going on. So there's the ugliest a, piston jacket I've ever seen. I, I got a lot of compliments on it. Um, like I'm going to take fashion tips from a, a 40-year-old man that wears Trulage and jeans meant for 22-year-old athletes. First and of all, that wears a vest every day. Of 43. Yeah, wears a vest every day. Um, <laughs> so anyway, it wants to give me fashion advice. I got a lot of compliments on that. That's the ugliest jacket I've ever seen. I'd like to add a couple things about uh, this uh, Drummond. Well, uh, one second. I'm almost done. I'm almost. I'm almost done. Yeah, we'll yeah, yeah. we're, we're we're to the we're to you know the. Yeah, I thought I'd say ahead of time. No, no, you, it's okay. We're at like the Creed. We're in like episode seven of the Rocky series here. The story. <laughs> so the, the game the game is ending, and there's a minute left. Drummond's on the bench. Pistons aren't getting blown out, but they're down seven with like thirty seconds left at that point. Whatever it was, it was over. And I just yell at Sam. I say, you have to force this guy to shoot unrated free throws. Enough's enough. This is embarrassing or this is getting embarrassing. That's it. You know, not the nicest comment. The only thing really borderline offensive, I would say, I said the entire game. And the buzzer wasn't even sounded. And Drummond shoots out of his chair and comes right at me, makes a beeline. And it was not like a hold me back, hold me back, hold me back type charge. It was like he was legitimately trying to get to me. And uh, he was grabbed by Reggie Jackson and, uh, to a lesser extent, Steve Blake. And they held him back. And then Reggie turned around and said, quote, get the fuck out of the building. And then Usher jumps right up in my face and says, you got to go. You got to go. And I had my phone, like, under the chair. So I was, like, reaching over to grab it. And he goes, now, you got to go. You got to get out of here. So I'm like, I'm, I'm grabbing my phone. <laughs> I didn't buddy. even hear this part. No, I didn't tell that story, yeah. but that part of the story. But So he's, like, rushing me out. And so the people behind me are bombing me, saying uh, – yeah, they were kind of laughing during the game during this, but they were buying me at the end. They turned on me saying, uh, now I know why you haven't been in these seats before and Pine, I was a Fairweather fan. And did you buy that jacket on the way the way in? Like kind of, you know, implying that I'm a Pistons hater. And I turned around and I, on my way out, I'm just saying, you know, I'm sorry that you guys have no issue with a 35% free throw shooting franchise player. Taylor, what do you got to say? Yeah, a couple things here. Uh, first and foremost, um, uh uh, on the Detroit Sports Truth podcast, episode one ninety two, I, uh, I I said uh, we Ed, I, Ed Ed Smith and I, co host of this show, started this uh, Pistons uh, talk about uh, drumming shooting free. You thought throws. it was illegal? Yeah, I thought it was illegal. You want to apologize to the great state of Michigan about that? Yeah, yeah, I did that on episode one ninety three. Uh, I I added a, I added a clip of right after the. Uh, this disclaimer to start the program, uh, the episode. Um, I uh, that that's because here, here's one thing. Mike McCoy messaged me on Twitter uh, and said, "You really think shooting free throws uh, underhanded is really illegal?" Ha 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 ha. 
yet and I said I said said yes and, and then um, he said thanks uh, saves me from uh, googling the NBA rule book uh, couldn't uh, uh, really thought it might help couldn't hurt couldn't hurt at this point and then and then then when I uh, tried to message him back correct uh, he he uh, went ahead and blocked me and uh, I I texted Miranda McCoy about it uh, uh, she yeah yes she, she uh, messaged There's me no relation from, right uh, I I, I th- We'll get back to this in a second. Yes, we, 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 we got to talk about one thing before we before we get back to that story. Now, I was on Schuling's show yesterday. Yeah, and he had asked about this, in my opinion on it, and it just to me shows how immature this guy is, Andre Drummond. Yeah. Um, how how old is Drummond, by the way? 2022. Uh, look, I, I, I got to say adult. this. I, I'm out on the guy. I said this on Twitter. I said it on the DSR Facebook page. I'm out. And I'm tired of any time before my Twitter hiatus that was not uh, my choice. Before that occurred, I said I'm out on this guy. And I had idiots that love you, that, that stupid Garrett Elliott moron that just blows you at every opportunity. I have him tweeting me and other morons, oh, how many titles did Shaq win? Shaq, who shot 52%, putrid but better than a career 38% from the line, who was a much better player overall and still didn't win a single title without Kobe or D. Wade, which I'm not saying is a criticism of him, by the way. But I'm just saying you can't win a title with Andre Drummond as your best player. I would argue it's very tough to win with Andre Drummond as your second best player. Look at how crippled the Clippers are with DeAndre Jordan, who is not counted on for near the offensive output that Andre Drummond is counted on and is the third best player on his own team, and that is a consistent problem for that franchise. I am out on Drummond. Look, I'm not saying just let him walk. You have to sign him. Sign him to the max. He's going to get it. I'm not. You have to. Your, your hands are tied. But I'm out on him. You're never going to win a title with him. They should trade him in a couple of years if they can. I would trade him now if I could get a good haul for him. I'd, I'm not, I wouldn't give him away. I'm not saying he has no value. But I'm out on him as a franchise player. You can't win with him. You can't win big. The guy's him. averaging almost eight free throws a game this year. The by his, far a his career, career high, high before that was four and a half. Yeah, four and a half. And he's shooting. Uh, this is his free throw percentage shooting through the years: thirty-seven percent, forty-two percent, thirty-nine percent. This year he is at thirty-four point six percent. And I think during the game that you went to, and the next game he was like. Three for sixteen or something between those two games. He was like two for eight one night and one for eight another night. The second game, the Saturday game against Toronto, he he, I, you're so, you got so in his head that he got even worse than thirty four. Two of eight and then one of nine the next night. Now yeah. we have we have DSR correspondent Scott Anderson. I think he's trying to call on it. Do we have him yet, Jessica? Yeah. Fake yeah. fake virginal manatee. Fake is that you? Manatee. Scott, have you been listening to this segment on Andre? Andre can Drummond? I ask Scott a question first? Just so we can sure. He's he's a DSR forum poster. Yep. And both of your eyes look straightforward, correct? I uh I believe so. And up in the mirror. You don't weigh four hundred pounds, correct? About half of that. And you've had sex with a woman. 
Uh, indeed. Okay. Sure. So we are just, okay. I just want to make sure this isn't the other Scott Anderson calling in, trying to dupe us, you know, getting back revenge for us giving him a sex doll for winning the 2015 DSR Worst Media, Detroit Sports Media Personality. I just wanted to just double check. I believe you are correct. Make sure this is our Scott Anderson, not 97.1 Scott Anderson. Now I'll hand you, now that you've been properly vetted, and we're not going to get Baba buoyed here. I'm going to hand you Not over to your good right. friend Justin Darko State News Bureau. Th- thanks for joining us, Scott. Scott, have you have you been listening to this segment? The story I told about our night at the palace. Yeah. Did I say anything yeah, that's I not true? Everything. You couldn't have been probably more accurate if you tried to be because you didn't embellish anything. You didn't. You literally didn't say one derogatory word towards Drummond. You didn't say one swear word towards Drummond. Towards Stan Van at the end there, you didn't say anything, you know, personal. You didn't make one personal attack. Literally, I would understand completely if Drummond comes after you and you call him, you know, it's a bunch of make your free throws, you little bitch, but you didn't say anything even close to that. So that's just, it's crazy how easy it is to get under his skin. And one thing we didn't talk about is I think what really set him off the end when he almost went after you is I think most of the game you were just making comments to him, maybe you should try to shoot underhanded. Yeah. And then in the last few minutes, I guess, you said you started pointing it towards Stan Van Gundy saying... Right, which I said in the story yeah, just yeah. a minute ago. Yeah, right. I, I, that was, I think, what tweaked him was just, I think he felt, honestly, I'm speculating, but... You were I, going I, to his he felt, boss. I felt he, I, he felt emasculated, I think. Like, c- come on, like, you got to intervene, Stan. This is embarrassing. I mean, that's that's the impression I got. Scott, I'm curious for your opinion. I know you heard what I said. I don't think there was anything, like, foe about Drummond's outrage or he was, like, kind of a hold-me-back type, you know, hold-me-back, hold-me-back. Like, I think he legitimately wanted to tear my face off. Is that accurate in your opinion? Yes. The look in his eye was he was on a mission for something. Whether it was going to be physical, I don't know. But he would have gotten in your face at the very least. And do you think that's sane behavior for a Wait, hold on a second. Scott, were, were you, like, scared at that point? I... I got a little nervous. I, I mean, I would have been. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. That guy's a monster. The guy's huge. He's the guy's big. Huge. I, you know, I and I said on, on um, the Facebook page, and you know, to, to say it on the podcast for the record, the Fox Sports camera that caught really the tail end of this, I, I would argue, only captured about half of it. Not that it was a, a super long interaction. It was probably like seven or eight seconds, and the cameras only caught three of them. But he was trying to get at us or me longer. Then the tape even reflected. I think you would verify that as well. But I, absolutely, I, yeah. I mean, he it, it was like a, a concerted, determined effort to get to me. He was trying to shake off the cornerback, so to speak, to to get you know get around. Um, and this is but, something, by the way, the two of you and Taylor also. Uh, this isn't like you brought you you made some insane suggestion about the underhand free throw shooting. He's been hearing about that for three or four years now. His coach. Two days prior to you going there and suggesting he shoot underhanded to improve his free throw shooting, his co- his coach said this was a kind of like a last maybe the last thing they could try. All I said was his, try underhanded. Yeah, his coach hey, tried. His coach work. had suggested it. His coach had suggested it two days prior that it might be something that they have to try at some point. And you get these you get these nimrods on Twitter. I, I saw what people were tweeting to you that night about. Oh, I wish he had gotten the Spiro and. That little right. bitch should shut his mouth. And you know what? You, you want to take up for this player? 
this player who is rude to every fan. How many stories we had people tweeting in, writing in, texting into me about times that this guy is blowing off nine year old kids looking for autographs. I, you know, yeah, I'm going to get into that next. I, I, I don't, I don't think he's a good person to begin with. I think he's a complete mental midget. It, it, you know, you can, you can be the homer and you can be the fan behind me at the game. Scott heard this and can verify it, implying that I'm a fairweather fan because I said maybe try underhanded free throws. It, you can be that homer if you want. You can say that a guy has a right to confront a fan like physically over something like, uh, hey, maybe try underhanded free throws. If you want to be a sap and you want to be a homer for a guy that wouldn't piss on you if you were on fire, have at it. And look at there are, you cannot go to a game and say anything that you want. I don't believe that. I think you can get thrown out for – I would never go to a game and start telling LeBron James that Delante West had fucked his mom. I would never say that. You weren't saying anything offensive. No. He was hearing something he didn't want to hear, and you knew he was going to – I mean, you knew based on being blocked by him – the tweet you read earlier. Well, that's it was, to me. That's right. why I went there. Okay. Bring, yeah. Right. It set him off. Game. You knew it was going to set him off. Let me. I wanted to say, just say something about Andre Drummond. I'm not out on him. You know, was, I, I still a great player. Can he be he's the best guy, player on an NBA team? I don't think so. Because I'm of this huge flaw. No thanks. But, peace. Peace. But okay. I'm out. But let me just say this about Andre Drummond. He is 22. Leaving Justin. He no. He's if, still, if, he's if still we're going to if we're going to argue that Andre Drummond. No. That you're in on this piece of shit. He's a child. Let me, and maybe he'll grow up. He has to hold on. Name the 22 year old. Yeah, I I know it's young. Name the 22 year old athlete that suddenly saw the light while they were still playing. He has to. At best, you get to grow up. Football. He has to behave. Okay. Look, he's never going to get it. All right. He he is mentally weak. There's no question. We saw that on Friday. We've seen it in the past with him. He he just. I don't. There's some disconnect there, and maybe that's why he fell in the draft. I don't know. What he go to ninth? The Pistons, something like that. Seventh or ninth? No, it was like ninth. ninth. I mean, he, he was. It was. Like, but hold on, and a second. he was still worth that pick. No, he I was. Mean, I'm saying he was still a great choice. Maybe, I'm not maybe, saying the guy sucks. Maybe people knew something that about him mentally. Because this guy is well, bizarre. that was that was the rap on him was it, that he was kind of a, a space cadet he's like in a, a way, but he's like a child. Yes. The whole thing about trying to go out with that girl from that Nickelodeon Disney show, show or Nick or whatever, and being yeah. and being um, chaperoned by Tom Gores, and then the girl going on TMZ and bombing him that he wasn't a good kisser or something, which was completely embarrassing. Just like you said, in the last couple of days since this incident occurred, I've had my Mentions filled up on Twitter. My email inbox filled up just with people saying the guy's an asshole. They've seen him. I haven't seen a guy this universally despised around town since like Jack Morris back in the 80s who was just a complete dick to any kid who came up to him, wouldn't take autograph or whatever. Everyone knew Jack Morris was just an asshole. And it's like the same thing with Andre Drummond now. I was told that he was at the auto show signing autographs. And he wouldn't even per- like. I don't know if he's getting paid or what, but he wouldn't even personalize it. It was just signing it. Like refused. Like, like refused. People would ask him. Yeah. No. no. He's like, like would refuse to personalize yeah. it. The guy is just a dick. I want to tell you a story. I, I don't know Andre Drummond. There's one story that my wife told me a couple years ago, and I would have loved at the time to tell post an article about it on the DSR, but I couldn't because of her job. As you said, me wearing True Religion jeans. Uh, she worked at True Religion 
at the time she was the store manager there in Somerset. She's not there anymore, so I can tell the story. Uh, what occurred was on a Saturday, Andre Drummond tweeted out to all of his followers that he was going to Somerset Mall to shop. For what reason, I have no idea, other than to cause chaos. So, of course, Andre Drummond shows up at Somerset, and then all of these kids in the area who saw it on Twitter who was going to be there had rushed to go. So he's walking around Somerset like the Pied Piper. He goes into Melissa's store. It's not a big store. It was, it's right across from the Apple store. It's very small. Yeah, I used to stalk her yeah, there all the time. Yeah, used to stalk her. It's a very small yeah. store. So because Andre Drummond brought this unnecessary attention to himself and tweeted out he was going to be at Somerset, they had to close – security at Somerset had to close Melissa's store while Drummond shopped. They had to let – it was just Drummond in there, maybe like his, a couple of his friends or something. And they had to cl- close the store from kids or people who would legitimately on a Saturday, the busiest day for her store, had to close for an hour. They closed the store. Did Andre Drummond buy anything in that hour? No. Him and his buddies shopped, didn't purchase anything, and walked out. They were in true religion for an hour. And an hour. Anything? For an hour. They had the store closed can, down for can, an hour. You can cover that whole store in like 48 seconds. This, yeah, there's it's like, pretty small. It's a, it was, it's a small store. Yeah. Yeah. It was closed down. For, Melissa came home fucking irate. This is her job, Okay. Saturday is the busiest day. Saturday basically makes her week at, at that store when she was working there. And this ignorant moron tweets out that he's going to be at Somerset. Hundreds of kids show up. They have to close her store. He spends an hour in there, doesn't buy anything, and just leaves. Completely screwing up her whole day, you know, which is what she's basically graded upon as an, as a, as an employee of the store. What, what kind of asshole does that? Why would I mean? He's a child. He's a big baby. What a and jerk! I, I, I'm saying, grow up. Maybe, maybe I don't know. I don't know what 22 year old. Is. I mean, he is young. I, I'm guessing somewhere in the history of sports, someone has grown up at the age of 22. But I don't see it. If this guy's threatening to beat up a fan because he suggests that he shoots underhanded, it's it just, it's just ridiculous. You know, Scott, I, I, we'll let you go. I just want to – do you have anything to add? Did I miss any component of this Drummond interaction at the Palace before we let you go? Uh, I, I have one quick thing. I think the thing that made him come after you was that, the play, like you said earlier, there's about, you know, 30 seconds left in the game, you know, seven-point lead for Cleveland. The place was dead silent. And when you said that, I would say I would say hundreds of people heard it. And, you know, the whole bench looked over. And I think he that was what got him because he was just embarrassed at that point. Because most of the game was mostly just kind of just between you and him and, you know, a couple people around us. But at that point, there was hundreds of people that had, you know, heard what you said to Stan Van. Oh, what about Kid Rock's his, reaction to the, through the whole game? He was he was just – he didn't say anything, but he would, he would, like, kind of chuckle. And, you know, obviously, I think everyone knows how bad of a free throw shooter he is. It's not like you can sit there and say, hey – Justin, shut up. Drummond's fine. It's like, you know, obviously everyone agrees that Drummond's horrible. Like, at the <laughs> free line. throws. Right. So, right. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what got I think he just, he, he just got so embarrassed by that. You know, basically, it was so silent in there that everyone heard what you said to Stan Van. And he just got, that's what set him off. And he was already, he was already rattled 
he was already on trail to begin with. Thanks, Scott. Appreciate you calling in and verifying that I'm not a liar. Um, maybe yeah, next no time. Problem. Next time, uh, I know you were at the game at that uh, the Elite Eight game that brought Michigan State to the Final Four this year. I wish you had been sitting with me so you could call in and say that you also saw Graham Couch fist bump Joe Rexroad. So I don't have to keep <laughs> being called a liar about this, but. Appreciate the call on Scott. That's our Scott Anderson, not the real Scott Anderson. That's fake virginal manatee, a gentleman who, uh, big fan of Peter Morazic. I will be seeing work. him Saturday in Ann Arbor for the big tilt. In, I'm a fan uh, of Peter Morazic, too. Yeah, well, so yeah. is Scott Anderson. Yeah. Yep. Very big fan. Eskimo Brothers. Yep. Our, our yeah. Scott Anderson, not, oh, the, oh, not the one, not the other one that calls himself Gator, who is right. not really a Gator. I'm the real Gator here. We, we know that, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, Thanks that? a lot, Scott. Right. Thanks, Scott. You hearing that, 97 one? All I'm right. the real gator. There's so, only room for one gator in this state. <laughs> Literally. So, <laughs> so anyway, back to the, this story. Uh, I, I want to make another point about this free throw shooting and the suggestion that he shoot underhanded. Like you said, this isn't a guy who shoots two or three times a game where we can live with this. Not only is it affecting, it's impacting the results of games, that there's this hack a strategy. It makes the games unwatchable. When teams start doing that to him and start following him in the first uh, five seconds, ten seconds of the second half, like Houston did a couple weeks ago, and follow him five times in a row, it makes the games unwatchable. I don't even want to watch well, and the I'm game. Tired, and, I and, agree, I, and, I, I and I'm you. not for a, a rule. Thank you. I'm not for a rule that outlaws this type of behavior because make your fucking free throws. Thank They're you. called Free throws. The and, and you know I talked on the DSR Facebook page about this. Just the the mathematical model. How basically you have to hit around fifty two percent to make it not worth the team's while to follow you at that point. That early in the game, it, you don't have to shoot well from the free throw line to render that strategy obsolete. To render it stupid, you you just have to be bad. Just be bad. Don't be historically awful. Be bad, and they can't do it, or if they do do it, welcome it because they're, it's to their own detriment. I'm tired of this arguing, this call for Adam Silver to come in with this golden parachute and rescue DeAndre Jordan and Andre Drummond from their own peril. This is self-inflicted. Obviously, it's between the ears. The guy was looking at me before every free throw. I wish Scott were still on the line. He could verify that. That was another thing we were noticing. Every time he came to the line, four different trips, he would be staring at me going to the line, the trips well, that, on, down that side of the floor. So, I mean, you know, this guy is such a mental midget. I, I, we're not, no one's going to save him. They're, they're not changing that rule. I'd be shocked if they did. Well, let me talk about another aspect of this, which is, is it – is it legitimate to think that he should try to shoot underhanded? We let's yep. talk about that for a second. I'm, as you said, in my 40s. I can't remember ever seeing anyone shoot underhanded underhanded free throws. Um, it hasn't been done in years. Obviously, Rick Barry was a master of it, and he's he's actually volunteered to help Andre Drummond shoot underhanded free throws. And I said this also on Shuling's show yesterday that. I don't think if he knew, when I say he, Drummond, knew that he could shoot 65 to 70% shooting underhanded, if you could guarantee him of that, that he would do it because he doesn't want to be, he doesn't want to look like a dork. He doesn't want to look like a grandma shooting underhanded free throws. In my opinion, he is putting style in front of 
team performance at this I point. Don't, is that even really an opinion? I mean, it's pretty obvious. Right. And, and, and what's is, the worst that can it, happen? He tries it for a couple games if it doesn't work. And people, and, and you know what? Can you imagine any other sport this occurring? Like in baseball, like a coach says, you're striking out too much. You've got to choke up on the bat. Oh, no, I can't choke up on the bat. It doesn't look, my swing doesn't that's look as lame. cool. That's like, lame. That's dorky if I choke up on the bat. In hockey, like. That's why I appeal to the higher court at the end of that game. Like, I, make him do it. Like, I don't, I don't understand. I just don't understand it. And he's been enabled mainly by Vincent Goodwill and Vincent Ellis. When anyone suggested to them, maybe he should try to shoot underhand. Blocked. They blocked. Oh, it's it's a cultural thing going back to white men can't jump, where Woody Harrelson told Wesley Snipes, "You'd rather lose and look good than win and look, you know, yeah, unpolished." Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah, and that's that's what it is at this point. And I, the other thing it's we pure talk, vanity. It's vanity. It's, it's nothing pure but vanity. It's nothing but vanity and uh, self consciousness. And, and the other point is that. I think Stan Van Gundy was happy with what you did. Yeah. I mean, the post-game press conference, he didn't seem too upset with me. You know, he said, oh, you know, the fan was suggesting he shoot underhanded. And, you know, he can't react that way. You know, I to me, you had mentioned that Van Gundy had made that suggestion previously to Andre Drummond and made it publicly, made it public that he had made that suggestion to Andre Drummond. The bottom line is, well, he didn't have to say anything in that press conference. Well, I think it was imp- I think it was implicit. I, I think he liked it too. And and Stan maybe Gundy's- he didn't like might be too strong. I think the fact that it. It, the fact that it got pushed that this became like a did like he a tipping have point. did he have Andre Drummond's back in that situation? Yes or no? No, thank you. You know, it, it would be so easy, and he's had Andre Drummond's back in the past. Recently, in the game against Houston, when the aforementioned game where they're following him and the beginning of the quarter with 20 minutes left of game clock. What, what, did, what did Sam Van Gundy do in that post-game press conference? Well, this is what Adam Silver in the league wants. What am I going to do? This is what they want people to watch? Yeah, well, that's what they're going to get. You know, He was having his players back in a way. Just He's not going to say, oh, he's got he's to make them pay. You know, He's got to make them pay for following them with nine minutes left in the third quarter. That's not what he said. So Sam Van Gundy is no stranger to sticking up for Andre Drummond in these situations. He didn't do that here. He didn't say, oh, this guy was acting like a jerk in the stands. He just said, oh, some fan said this, and, you know, it is what it is, and he's got to react better. You know, I mean, he wasn't coming after me. He could have easily dismissed me like so many of your Twitter sycophants have as a, as a blowhard, as some guy looking for attention, as if I were looking for attention for content for the site. He, like, completely ignored it. Well, Stan Van Gundy in the moment, yeah, right. Well, which you know was the right thing to do. That, that's well, what Andre I mean, Drummond should have done. And I made this but. point, and I defended you because for whatever reason, oh, two out of three yeah. of your followers are fucking morons. <laughs> that, I, wait, wait a, a second. Hold on a second. Oh. Yeah, it's true. I, you know, I, I'll well, pull up your tweet. I defended what, you. What, two I out, two defended out, you, and I appreciate because you have half a brain. Two of your three followers are on there saying, "Oh, Spiro's looking for attention. What an asshole! Oh, I wish I and wish he had I ended up. I wish he had on. ended up in the hospital." And that's what I want to defend you on. That's what I want. These are the. I'm going to bomb our listeners can I and our you? tweeters. Can that I defend say you? Stupid. Can I defend shit like you now? That. Can I defend you now? Yes, please. Okay. If Spiro had some master plan. 
to go to the game and get this viral and to make content, A, he would have invited me there. So I could have videoed it and documented it. B, if he thought this was legitimately going to occur at the end of the game where Drummond was going to attack him, he would have had his periscope ready. He would have flipped on his periscope so we would have video of it, not just the garbage Fox Sports Detroit uh, secondhand clip. Plus, what DSR hit job Who have you have... not been apprised of previously? When I, when I said, "Oh, Andre Drummond just said he was going to knock me out," you didn't even know what I was talking. Like, what did you say? What you know? What, what? Like, what's going on? Like, if this were some calculated thing, you know, who could have ever thought? I would never in a million years think that a player would get that upset about something so frivolous. And the point I made in the yeah. article follow up Friday night because I wanted to document this for posterity. Bill Lambeer used to go into the Boston Garden. He needed bodyguards and the Secret Service. Okay? That, that's how – the things that Bill Lambeer must have heard about in the 80s from Boston fans. I mean, that rivalry was so bad that Kevin McHale went on Cheers, the TV show, the number one show in America, and bombed Bill Lambeer. That's – that's how intense that rivalry. The things that Bill Lamb and, and me growing up as a Pistons fan in the eighties, nobody else in this room can say that. You're all too young, and that's my pro- another problem with Andre Drummond. Those guys were so mentally strong. Isaiah Thomas, Bill Lambeer, Joe Dumars. These guys. I mean, <laughs> Isaiah. The, the biggest abuse that Bill Lambeer would get was from Isaiah Thomas, his own teammate. The things shit he would say to Lambeer. Lambeer fucking attacked him and hit him. I mean, this, these guys would fight each other. These guys were so mentally tough. One titles were relevant for, for a, basically a decade. That's what I grew up with. You, I want, and we, now we've got a guy who's 22 years old and so mentally weak. To compare him to the bad boys, this isn't a guy who can't take it from opposing fans. You're wearing a Joseph and Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat Pistons jacket to the game. And he's mad at you. Mm. And the comment was so innocuous, too. That, that's what, uh, that, I mean, don't worry. Getting criticized on a fashion level by this guy, I mean, seriously. Would you, would you Would you take it? I like that. Would you take it hard? Would you take it hard? I would be more offended if he was like, hey, great coat, bro. I would actually um, take it as, as usual as uh, good advice. It was just it was See, funny yeah, the way he well, no, he's you know, bombing me. Yeah, I, know, I, know, I know I know I look <laughs> getting ganged up by Now it sounds I like Drummond was looking to beat up a gay man I or something. What do you know? What do you know? Two of the three people forward. here are against me, just like your Twitter followers that thought this was some calculated effort yeah. and that I deserved hey, to I, end I, up hospitalized. I deserve to end up hospitalized for saying try and run at free throws. Th- those are your people, not mine. You're an attention whore. I don't that's miss you. Are. Well, that's fair. Yeah, hey, I make fun but, of Moss because of a silly vest all the time. Thank you. See, there's, there's some support. There's I'm, three I'm, people I'm, in the room. One of them is smart. Just I'm bringing like my fashion-forward <laughs> wife to the show next week. Look, she I, can defend I don't, my, Oh, my God, the bottom line is, I haven't met her yet. If, if someone wants to call in and tell me the name of the franchise player that won an NBA title while being a total knucklehead, Bring it on. You won't be able to find one because it's never happened. This guy's not going to win a title as the best player or even second best player on a team ever. If he wins, it'll be as the third banana. And if that's what you believe, and that's certainly what I believe, what is he doing here and why is he embraces the franchise player? Last topic on this subject. Last topic. 
I, I, and Jessica, it's better she be maybe, good, maybe Jessica. No, no, this is good. And Jessica and Taylor maybe can give us some advice. Uh, Thursday night, the Pistons play the Knicks. Yep, at the Palace. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. this needs yeah. to be addressed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This is this is we're going to be there on that. this. Yeah. Okay. So Spirit bought tickets. Oh. I'm going. Uh, Jump, Pete. Our DSR number three or four or five, whatever the day of the week is. He's uh, in the top five, though, of contributors yes. to the website. He will be going. We're sitting, I am told, right behind the Pistons bench in the first row. The baseline seats weren't available. Uh, should I, do, do I need a, an attorney on call for this? Hey, what do you want to bring plan, one with you. What do you plan on doing? Uh, there's only one person in that triumvirate who has been... Removed from the palace, and it ain't me. You're you're so terrified that I'm going to be ejected from the palace of Auburn Hills for doing nothing other than saying, "Hey, Andre, have you tried underhanded free throws yet?" That's what you're so concerned about. Like they're going to, you're going to get thrown out. I'm going to tell you no, right I'm now. Not. Hold on a second. I'm not if that's Jessica, what, not if I stick to Taylor. that script. Yep. Spe- no, Spiro. If you go to the game on Thursday, if I deviate from that script, on, maybe. Hold on. If you but go to the to. game and bring up underhanded free throw shooting one time, one time, and you said you're, you're going to out. You said gone. you said you're going to do it during pregame. Yes. We will never even see the opening montage. Oh, I'll take that. I'll take that bet. Uh, all right, we you can, already owe me. I owe you two hundred bucks. bucks, but yeah, I'll take that bet. I'll bet you. A, what, they, what game is this? I, Thursday I need, night I need, against. I, we're gonna need tickets. Yeah, Thursday well, night. Well, he against already the got. Next. He got thrown out already last week. So the uh, podcast Detroit empresario <laughs> is in the building. This is the the god of the building. The god of the building. He's really the god of the world. Hey oh, there. You're like at the right hand <laughs> of this Bill Simmons, his, the second his, most downloaded podcast in the country. This is shared man cave. We are so blessed to even be allowed in this space, to be honest. (laughs) And I'm very grateful for your hospitality. And I'm being totally sincere. Um, We're talking about David. It takes a special kind of guy to put up with the 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 owner (laughs) of Podcast Detroit. The only person who had the foresight to put Theo Spite in the Detroit Sports Reg in the same channel. Different days, though. Yeah, different days. We're no. You know, just to avoid conflict and parking lot brawls. Okay, look. Which would amuse me. Look. Okay. Well, that's not this true. Is put, this is going to be a DSR delusional. You are, you are delusional right. to think. So are you going to do it? Hold on are you going to go in? What? Yeah, what? That's why what? I'm going. I, I spoke like I'm, once. I'm telling you something, all right. okay? All right, calm down. This guy, thinks, this guy thinks that he can go and egg the superstar of the team, a guy they're going to yeah. pay hundreds of millions of dollars to as a max contract next year. The guy has already showed a predisposition to attack you. <laughs> he needed Steve <laughs> yeah, he Blake was. and Reggie Jackson to hold you back. You think you're just going to stroll into the fucking palace of Auburn Hills and say again, you need to shoot underhanded, and you don't think anything's going to happen, that they're not going <laughs> to escort you out of the building? What? Once again, what planet are you living on? I really want to go, and then I can disassociate myself from you after you get kicked out, and I can say. Well, I mean, and then I'll do it. That's what's going to happen with the two guys going with me as it is. So you Uh, fit right in with them. What did I just say after that? Then I would do it after you left, and then I'd get thrown out. I went to a a Piston game a couple years ago. I was with a seven-year-old kid, okay? I wasn't swearing... Okay. I wasn't saying anything disrespectful. I hope not. You were like with that seven-year-old. Yeah, I was so. asking Joe Dumars, the GM at the time of the team, yeah. while Trey Burke was lighting up the Pistons for the Utah Jazz while KCP was doing nothing. I was asking him, "Does he regret tra- you know the you know making that pick? How could he pass on Trey Burke, a local hero?" I wasn't saying anything disrespectful. 
they basically came into my seat and carried me out of the arena. Well, you're different, you know. This would have never happened if he had his credential for the Detroit Jewish News on hand. No, of course <laughs> not. But I left it at a Yom Kippur dinner. The thing is, they're go- – they don't want their star player, who they're about to give a hundred and some million dollars, they to can, go to jail. I'm not saying they're not going to like say something. They're not going to eject okay, me. Here's Come what's going to happen, Jessica. Well, you Jessica, know, I mean, honestly, people week. are going to talk trash in the stands no matter what. But you don't just go to try and bum rush. And you know, your friend called in and said, "Well, I don't know if he was coming over to fight you. He wasn't coming over to tickle you. I right, like, that's what he I wanted said. to whoop your he, hold ass. On, hold on, to on the two of you. Yeah, I was a couple years ago. I went to Comer. You don't want to go talk about it over a drink. Thank you. You want to smash your Face it. A couple years Finally, ago, some I, I went to a Tigers well, game. I understand anger. So I that. didn't say anything. <laughs> I didn't say anything. Oh. I had a fire Leland shirt on. Oh. They threw me out. They told me I couldn't wear that they shirt. Throw you out. They Homer. Homer. They, they told me I was either going to get thrown so, out or take okay. the shirt off. Okay. You and I'm going I'm to go. Saying I might not get Here's what's going to happen. Okay? At a Tigers this. game, you got kicked out of a Tigers game? They told me if I didn't take my shirt off, because I was going to Because security guards are homers. I have jumped up. I have screamed and cussed and yelled. And I have never gotten kicked out of a Tigers game. And I do it at everyone. So listen to this. Yeah, you would. Record this because for next week, okay? Record this for next week. Okay. Okay? This is what's going to happen. Okay, tell me. Three of us are going to go to the game. We're going to be sitting one row behind Stan Van Gundy. Andre Drummond's going to be working on his free throw shooting, probably making 70% during practice because that's what he does, and then the game he cuts that in (laughs) half. And Spiro's going to say, hey, Andre, remember me? I think you should shoot underhanded. And what's going to happen is a nice usher is going to come up, hopefully not that dancing usher, uh, Bible-thumping lunatic. But one of the other ushers okay. in a blue, nice blue uh, button-down shirt. That doesn't while dance I'm wearing, an While I'm wearing a vest. And they're going to come up to Spiro, and they're yep. going to say this. If you say that again, we're going to have to escort you out of the building. Do you really that's think they're going to say happen. that? And if you say from one from one hearable mention, you, you're, if that's they're the gonna what I'm going to if, if Andre Drummond hears you, they're going to they're, – they are not going to tolerate you doing it. I'm warning you. I wouldn't be surprised I if they gave you a second chance it, to say it twice because I would think it, the first time you'd probably have all that hate still inside him. There's no, there's and then you say hate. it once and he's like, I want to kill you. Let me clarify. And then I'm, boom, not, I'm, not, I'm not disputing that if I say it 74 times that they're not going to ask me to leave. I'm not disputing once. that. I feel That's like one. For the record. Yeah. I agree. If I say it the whole game, they are going to ask me to leave. The first time you say it. No, Pistons will alert out of your mind. Usher, you're too smart to say stupid shit. You're too smart to believe that. (laughs) Do I have to pull up the video of the guy trying to kill you? I mean, what are you? What? What are you? Uh, I'll you post it for you. The usher's not, not, not even killing. gonna know it's the same guy. He's not gonna. No, but Drummond will. Drummond's gonna know it's the same guy. He's gonna go to someone the Pistons. That guy from the. Oh PR. yeah, I'm sure Andre Drummond's gonna say, ex- "Excuse me, Gary, uh, the usher." If I didn't already here, owe you two hundred dollars, I bet you he acts very, very measured in his response every time. Andre Drummond is very sane. He'll report it to to the authorities. I'm sure. Either he's going to report to the authorities, or he's going to come and eat Why? you. I'm, One of the please two. Retract this before you look no. stupid next week. What I, are you? So what are you going to say when you go to the game and he's shooting free throws? The and there's nobody in the building. I said the first time. And the guy who. Try underhand. Under, okay. I'm not and the guy do, who I'm told you he was going to gonna knock you out. <sighs> Give me the, your damn mic. The guy who told you he was going to knock you out. The guy who tried to rush you at the end of the game. Never apologized. That guy is just going to sit there now, a few days later, and do nothing? Is that what you think? I'm not saying he's going to do nothing. I'm just saying. So what do you think he's going to happen? What do you think is going to happen? Strawman arguments are just What do you think is going to happen? What do you think is going to happen? 
I think he's going to give me a dirty look and be mad about it, and I'm going to say it a few more times, and eventually it'll escalate to the point you're talking about. But you're you're getting there like seven steps. All right, I'll go with Justin. Thank you. That's that's always a why. I'm right like nine times out of ten. Okay, so if he hears you the first time, he will. An usher's coming. No, I'm just telling you. No. Okay. Okay. What what, what's the bet then? The over under two and a half. Oh wait, it was a half. Hopefully. You're, you're well, saying, oh, no, you're saying two a and a half times he says it. So Will you just I'll take the under. It? No, no, it makes sure no some, it's a gambling thing. It makes sure somebody uh, wins. So right. someone has to win. So it can't okay. be a tie. What I'm saying gotcha. here's what I'm saying. Yeah. If he says underhanded free throws to Drummond, where Drummond hears. Yeah. I'm saying it'll be one or two times and before Moss, the Moss usher is, comes. He's saying it's going to be – he'll Moss say is, it's going to be over three. Moss, okay. Moss is going to argue, more. oh, he didn't hear it when he did. I mean, there's going to be something. We don't have to bet on this, but qualifier. it's for the show. It's well, you might show. as well. You're wrong. You are wrong. You I, are trust wrong. me. I have dealt I, with I'm this. I'm trying to save you from – you're going to embarrass yourself. I've this dealt is with a, this. You're embarrassing yourself already. It's just going to get worse. But then you win money, so like, what do you well, care? I don't know if he can afford to pay me again. I, I, I he's only <laughs> I already two hundred dollars for a week. I, for a week. I, I can't. When afford I lost the bet to I'll him, PayPal you right when now. When I lost the bet to him, you right I PayPal Moss within right thirty-four minutes of me being wrong and losing a bet because I'll, I'll PayPal you right a thing now. called honor. Uh, look, I, listen. Running this website is expensive, and it gets more expensive by the day. <laughs> you could chip in, Dick. <laughs> what well, really? I can chip in. All right, ladies. I gave a three hundred dollar right, donation. All right, ladies. I, I, oh my! Comment, right, comment down. We're going to a break. <laughs> I'm going to uh, damn it. Oh well. well can you, I? Can I just? Uh, yeah. Go on, I, Taylor. Yeah. You, made, you did drive here four hours for the show. We, we yeah. should like talk almost. For a yeah. Second. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Uh, I, I was going to say that Mike McCoy blocked me, but now, 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 now I'm getting now I'm getting a direct message from him. Actually, uh, he he's asking if. Uh, if I knew any of of uh, of the Elliott brothers for the Mount Pleasant Oilers, they're his nephews. That the yeah yeah he he actually did not block me. He was he actually deactivated his account. Uh, wow, I, I'm lost. Y- y- I'm completely uh, lost. Yeah, we're gonna go yeah, to a break. I, and we're gonna talk. Yeah, we're gonna get this straight. I have a couple questions thing. for I have a couple questions yeah. for you after the break too. Yeah, I got I got yeah after the uh, second thing uh, about about Drummond coming after you Spiro why didn't that why didn't Fox Sports Detroit or any of the national media not cover this when Fox Sports Detroit uh, put uh, uh, put the camera on Drummond coming after you George Blaha uh, the the color commentators it d- didn't even mention Drummond coming after a fan is this a rhetorical question because I think we all know the answer to this and George Blaha's senile well I, honestly no honestly in George are they Blaha's trying case, to be too professional or are they just trying are they just being chillish there's honestly a chance George Blaha wasn't even looking at the screen he could have been looking at the statute he could have been looking at the scoreboard oh, well that, he he so mailed I, it miserably well I absolve him because I don't know but it not be that's mentioned. a mistake. Well, it is, eh, sure. That's I as mean, far, that's I think as, far can, as I could go. Maybe. It may be an honest mistake. But honest mistake, what, yes. What I cannot absolve is the rest of the media openly admitting because it was the DSR, they avoided it. But we're going to go on a break. I have a couple of questions for yeah, TPS. We, yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's true. Ashley Scobie from 97.1 CBS Sports Rate uh, mentioned in t- on a tweet that she would not have commented on the drum and Spiro she thing. Not, no, hold on. She would not have reported it. Reported. Which is a key distinction. Would not have reported if she knew it was Spiro. Even after oh wow a pit, yeah she said People it on really Twitter hate you guys. she said it on Why Twitter she? she would I don't she would have you. buried the report it. because it was the DSR yep that's Aww. what she admitted on Twitter remember when I said to you, you guys are so offensive. remember when I said to you when the when when yeah. uh, CBS radio 
said that Podcast Detroit was the best podcast. And it mentioned yeah. IT and the D, and then it mentioned Detroit Sports Yeah, and track. DSR. And you were I like, said, yeah, that was totally a mistake. Cro- this world right. didn't know what the she was doing. Ref, she right. mentioned us. The and crooked CBS NBA ref, what you said. Right. right. It's true. And the crooked yeah. NBA ref, Tim Donaghy, when he was busted for point shaving or whatever it was, uh, fixing games. It was the mob that reported him. And again, could you imagine if the media said, well, we don't like the mob, so we're not going to report on Tim Donaghy being busted fixing games as an NBA official? The source the source doesn't matter. The news you is what it is. You guys are my favorite assholes. Honestly, oh, thank you. Thank You're you. great. And uh, we're gonna, during, during the break, we're going to work out some daytime with Theo Spite, and we're going to have the Justin Spiro Theo Gridiron reunion tour. Reunion tour. Yeah, I'm totally staying out of this. You need, you, you need to be. So, you no. need to be our consigliere. Nope, you can be. Nope, in the, you can be nope, in the chorus. Can nope. you sing? All right. I'm like Switzerland. I'm <laughs> Let's neutral. go to a break. We'll come and back. We'll, be- we'll talk about Calvin Johnson, and we will talk about Taylor Phillips. This is a previously recorded episode. Thank you, Jesus Twins. Uh, feel my ubiquity. That's a request going out to. DSR legend Matt Porath. We are back for, I guess, our final segment, 6.41 p.m. at uh, the Podcast Detroit Studios in Ferndale, Detroit Sports Rag Podcast number 16, joined by co-host Justin Spiro, producer Jessica Sarah, no last name given, and David Taylor Phillips, which we were discussing in the break crazy that the guy who runs this place, his name is David Phillips. Yeah. And your name is David Phillips Jr., but you go but professionally by Taylor Phillips. Yep, as a public figure. As a public figure. Yep. All right, let's uh, get into the Kelvin Johnson news. Yeah. Um, so I, oh, I mean, by the shit, way, the we advertisement. Oh. Oh, yeah, we should run. Yeah, do the yeah, – let's yeah. – yeah. This, this is why we need Taylor here because yeah. we can't pay our bills. Although I just paid you two hundred bucks, asshat. Yeah, you paid during the break. <laughs> it's a bill, oh, man. Oh, stop saying yeah. stupid shit, and you won't have to pay up money. Yeah, yeah. Stop. I could use right, that too. Whatever. I could use those that games too. were close at least. Uh, go on, Taylor. This portion of the DSR is sponsored by big fans of the show Cali Tickets. For the best seats to any game at the best price, call Cali Tickets toll-free at 877-225-8425. That's 877-225-8425. They stock tickets for all the local shows local shows and teams, as well as tickets for all events nationwide. Mention the DSR and receive 10% off your first order. Upcoming hot shows include Black Sabbath, featuring Ozzy Osbourne on on the 19th this month, The Who on the 27th, ACDC next month on the 20th, that's March, and Rihanna, the beautiful Rihanna, yet, cri- yet uh, cri- critical, on March 24th. Cali tickets can also help you sell your tickets. To see their huge selection of inventory, go to calitickets.com. That's C-A-L-I tickets.com. Mention the DSR, you get a 10% discount, too. So, Taylor, if you're looking for any shows up there, where, where, where would you go to a show? Like Mount Pleasant, Grand Rapids, up where you live? Uh, Lansing? Well, 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 probably Mount Pleasant or Lansing. Just They got any just place not, so I get the casino up there in Mount Pleasant yeah, where they have he, concerts? Yeah, Soaring Eagle Casino, oh, okay. casino and Resort. I could even go to Grand Rapids, too, but uh, just, on my, just on my own time. Right. Yeah, I just realized I bought Coldplay tickets on StubHub. I should have called up uh, California tickets. Yeah, call Mark Goldman. I to get some that tickets. Up. Oh well. Yeah. So, so uh, uh, Calvin Johnson. This Calvin Johnson thing. Look, I think you and I are in the same boat. There's not going to be some hot take debate here. 
Calvin Johnson is if again assuming this goes official that he is retired. It's not official at this point. Assuming it does, you and I are pretty much in the same boat. The, begrudging this guy for retiring would be ridiculous. I don't begrudge any player that says enough's enough. I do think that it is a difficult thing for Lions fans to handle. I am still begrudgingly a Lions fan. To have Barry Sanders and Calvin retire at, what, age 30 for both of them? You know, but I think generally, and maybe I'm wrong, but from what I've seen, the response has been about what it should be. I, you know, I, I've seen 80% supportive of Calvin, just I would guess. And, and I think that's appropriate. I, I, I think it's just the, you know, Brian Kavanaugh, DSR contributor, commented, oh, it's, it's a stupid comment to say he wasted his career in Detroit. It's stating the obvious. But there is something to the finality of this. There's something about this just being done, if it, assuming it is. I think it does hurt just knowing that. I just like watching him play. I mean, and it's so Lions to have another Hall of Famer legend, one of the best at his position ever in the top five, not even win a playoff game. Now, Barry won one. But between the two of them, they have one playoff win. I just so typical Lions. You know, this is so different to me than Barry's retirement. Uh, Barry retired in 1999, and at that point I was, what, 27 years old? About what you are now, I'm guessing. And it was so out of the blue. I'll never forget, it was like a Sunday night, I think, and I clicked on a infantile version of ESPN.com because it was really just in the early days of the internet. 1999, they had their old website, hit reload, and there was a story about Barry retiring, faxing in a letter to the Wichita newspaper, going to London, whatever. And I just kept reloading, thinking I was in shock. Like, nobody had ever hinted that Barry was going to retire. And I just kept reloading and looking, there's got to be something wrong here. And when it became abundantly clear that Barry was going to retire, he is done with the Lions, and mainly because he was sick of the losing, sick of William Clay Sr.'s ownership of the franchise, couldn't deal with Bobby Ross anymore, couldn't stand him. I literally cried when Barry Sanders retired. I was so upset. And Barry and Sergey are my two – those are the two guys for me in my lifetime that I loved. Just put them on another plateau than anyone else in Detroit sports. And I – it was so hard for me to handle the Barry Sanders retirement. I really didn't handle it because what I did was I just kind of divorced myself from the Lions. And and, and you were like the only one that took Barry's side in that. All well, time. Greg Schultz, who was a you know co-founder of the DSR, and a few other uh, people who knew the history of the Lions knew this was a franchise. Very where, few. Yeah, I, very few. Were, he didn't have many. No, supporters. he didn't have many. Where supporters. Calvin he, he did it. He did it. He didn't have many supporters. The timing uh, is part of it. To to the point where. And I said this yesterday again on Shuling Show. I hate to repeat myself, but when Barry would go to Pistons games after he retired, he would get booed when they show him on the Jumbotron. Barry Sanders. Now, I know a lot of you people who are younger can't comprehend that at this point because Barry's now so beloved. He's made up with the Lions, and you know he's announced draft picks for the team. Thunderously booed, by the way. Not, oh, not no, matters no. Booze or, he was I mean, booed. It was people vociferous. People took it out on Barry that he didn't handle it. Look, I'm not going to defend how he handled it. It was bizarre. But Barry was a bizarre person, okay? Barry Sanders was a virgin who had a child. 
He was going around telling everyone he was waiting for marriage to have sex. He was a religious guy. And then one day we found out there was Barry Sanders Jr., the running back for Stanford, who I think is transferring now, was was born. Okay, Barry was a strange guy. Barry made millions of dollars and was dry, driving a beat-up Acura. We all knew for nine years dealing with Barry Sanders that he was a different cat. So the way he retired was kind of – It was bad, but it was, that guy it, built up enough goodwill. Yeah, that he, 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 he should have. Him. He, he should have. have, especially when you're a fan of a team that had the history. I mean, the Lions now are historically inept. You don't need, I mean, when Barry, during the before Barry came here, the Daryl Rogers year, you had a head coach who was begging to be fired. The Silverdome was half full. There was nothing going on with the Lions in those mid '80s into the late '80s when he was drafted, and the Lions were making the playoffs every other year with Barry Sanders. Okay, this guy was so the best running back. Okay, you can say Jim Brown, one or one A, best running back of all time. Okay, I was damaged by Barry Sanders' retirement and the way the Lions fans treated him for the first five or six years after and the that lawsuit that followed. Oh, and then they, yeah, and then they sued him for the money that he owed, which okay, and they they refused to send him to Miami where he wanted to go play with Dan Marino. I mean, it was it was horrible. I think it's interesting your two favorite athletes ever were guys that left under bad terms and were booed in Detroit. Right. Heavily. But, right, exactly. But the, and, but they were my favorite athletes before that occurred. It wasn't no, like I'm not a, saying right. that's the reason. No, I know. I know you like, know. Yeah. But for people out there who don't know me, I was a Barry Sanders and Sergey Slap. When they were here, I never knew how they were going to leave How, how anyone hates either of those two guys. It's just crazy. It just blows my so, mind. So that's how I acted. And then I just – I you know you know me. You had to take me to Lions games and pay for the tickets. And, and you wouldn't even the, pay for the concessions. You no. said you said like, look, I'll buy you lunch after, which you did uh, in Detroit, but uh, you wouldn't pay for anything. You said if you pay for everything, yeah, I'll go. Yeah, I was gonna pay for anything. <laughs> That's just, how much I hate. Now, <laughs> just, so you now a lot of cent to go to them. So now we're what uh, seventeen years later, and Cal and I'm openly rooting for Calvin to retire for a few reasons. One, I want punitive action against the Ford family. They should have to pay for what they've done to Lions fans. And Calvin Johnson retiring is just another black eye because whether or not he's retiring because of the losing and failure to win a playoff game or whatever, he's going to be it's going to be lumped in with the Barry thing. Because where does this happen? I mean, guys in right outside of the prime of their career with many years left and something to give and a lot of money left on the table to make. Both Barry and Calvin have to give money back, not to mention the money that the 14, 16, whatever millions, millions of dollars that Calvin can make in the future. There's a lot of reasons that this is different. One, Calvin has kind of telegraphed a shot. Barry didn't. Second, I think a lot of people, at least reasonable human beings, understand what playing football does to a human There's being. There's a better understanding now. Of much, much better. Of you know, brain damage, of just the debilitating... Um, Injuries that come with playing the sport of professional football. So I think a lot of people will give Calvin a pass on that. There will be dummies who still, oh, he's quitting on the team, blah, blah. I mean, Lions fans aren't the brightest bulbs. So there will be some of that. But I I just don't care. I've divorced well, I myself. Just say, even if you take your Lions fan thing out of it. Aren't you going to miss watching the guy Not really. play? I don't really miss because I, I don't care. I don't care. You don't and care about just, I just the don't, spectacle of watching no, this guy. You know what? I don't even. If honestly, with these, honestly, impossible. if football mm-hmm. stopped tomorrow, well, I wouldn't care. I really okay. wouldn't. I, I'm, I'm, I know. No, I know. I, that's no, just how I, I feel. You. I know. I, just I, how I, no, I know you're saying, genuinely saying that. And I'm not just, saying anyone has to agree but, with me. But to see what these guys, 
you know, I used to go to the racetrack with a guy named Bob Miller. Uh, he's a played for the Lions, and he got into horse racing. He was a trainer for a time. And this guy, you know, those guys back then in the '60s and '50s, they weren't that big. And to watch this guy in his last few years going to the racetrack, trying to walk up the stairs, how just just absolutely crippled he was by playing the game of football. It was just sad to me. So I, I'm kind of a little bit ahead of the curve. I've always thought that the game was just absolutely brutal. I think a lot of fans were kind of like with cigarette smoking during the 60s. Like they kind of knew it was bad, but they just didn't want to face it. At this point, I, I just I, I just hope Calvin lives a healthy life. And, you know, I, I just— And he'll I, be a great I, broadcaster, I think, too. Oh, yeah, he'll be, I mean, he'll be, he's, he's he'll be like amazing. A, he's just a really honest guy and, you know— I, he's so he, likable. He's, he's, he's so, so likable. Well, but. he doesn't talk a lot, though. Oh. I don't know. What I think. He's gonna I, do. Think I don't know good, what he's going to do. We're, we have to wrap up. We have a couple minutes left. I'm just going to say, look, the line in Vegas for the Super Bowl is five and a half right now. Carolina is laying five and a half points. Let me guess. Denver. You, you love Carolina, right? Denver's going to win the game outright. What? But if you oh. it, it, Denver will Carolina's on almost undefeated. Denver. I don't care. They played one of the weakest. Schedules I, I can smell history. another bet. Denver yeah. Denver is going Good to point. win this game outright. That's my first point, but regardless of that, just let's play let's play Vegas here. Take the five and a half points. Maybe Denver loses by a point or two points or I'll, something. I'll I'll bet I I've sent you the two hundred dollars. I will bet you two hundred dollars I will take five and a half one. points. All right, you're on. That's All recorded. Right. Is that official? Yep. You're definitely on. recorded. Right. As long as, as, long as right. Jessica's got it. $200. Yeah. When have I ever stiffed you? Of out course of it's recorded. I might have taken a week to pay you. Sound no, no. Never five, five and a half points. Denver's going to win this game outright. But if you, have a, if you are in Vegas Seven, and do this legally, six, don't do anything weeks. illegal. But if you can bet legally, take the five and a half you points. You can bet illegally. Win. We're not children. Oh, What did you guys bet for the Pistons game? Or for the game? That's the gentleman's bet because he can't afford it. I just bet you... So she's uh, just bet something friendly like fifty bucks. Not everybody has to be two hundred dollars. You, you guys, jeez! I'll bet you the generic chicken wings that they have now since they've got rid of buffalo wild. So wings. the loser has to like has to eat them. Is that what? They, yeah, the loser has to eat them. They're, they're, they're awful. They're vile. That sounds terrible. All right, you want to talk to Taylor? Well, I just while we're wrapping up, Taylor, yeah, I, we got g- about a minute. Give me give me in one minute. What's going on with you and Brian Kavanaugh? Is that settled or what's going on there? Well, uh, he and I are still friends on Facebook. Um, Brian Kavanaugh still thinks Howard's one of the best backup goaltenders uh, in, in the league. I, you have I, a name I, for Jimmy Howard, too. Jimmy Coward Howard, right. yeah. Jimmy Coward Howard. Yeah, Art, like Reg- Art Regner still is a Howard hunk. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I, I, the reason I had to block uh, both those guys on Twitter is because I don't allow uh, lame uh, opinions on my timeline because – they're not. They're not even getting it straight. Yeah, they're just wrong. And I, I wish we. I wish we had gotten into this earlier. But uh, we got to wrap up. Thank we you. Should buy, we should buy. We should buy Taylor a uh, Jimmy Howard thirty-five jersey. No, with no, 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 no. Coward. 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 All right. Thank you. How about fifty-three? Fifty-three. Thank us. you, guys. Scott Anderson for calling. Fifty-three. Jeff Moss. Thank, Taylor for driving. Jeff how many Moss hours? Is embarrassing himself. Three. Bet, yeah, three Denver, plus hours. Maybe <laughs> three and a half. Not this quite four though. Are you driving home Jeff tonight? Moss and Justin Spears. Blah, 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 I'm trying, blah, blah, I'm trying to get, get some blah, dinner blah, on the way. Maybe a buffalo wild wings and Have a great week. Yep. Thanks. All right. Thank you. This is a previously recorded episode.